showtime, folks. Enjoy the show. Hello and welcome back to Saturday Matinee Theater, brought to you by your friends at the Long Box Crusade. We are a proud recipient of the 2018 Relatively Geeky Network's Best Podcast, I guess, on award. And boy, oh boy, we've got some surprises for you today. Now, to no one's surprise, we're back on Planet Mongo. Our recording studio is set up where it usually is, just outside Emperor Ming's throne room. I'm your host, Jared Albrecht, the yard sale artist, and joining me as always is the Zarkov to my flash, Pat Sampson, a.k.a. DJ Christados. How are we feeling today, Dr. Christados? <laughs> I am feeling good today, Jerry. I was excited this time around since we're coming back for the third time. I was able to get up in the the pilot seat and watch them fly the plane because I think it's going to come in handy sometime. So I watched them turn the knobs and the dials. (laughs) That's good prior planning. I like that. Mm -hmm. You never know. You know, sometimes I got to make my runs here and there back to Mongo. Mm -hmm. I'm starting to be pretty lucrative up here. What are you running back and forth? Oh, you know, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. <laughs> oh, my God. We've added smuggling to his rep. <laughs> oh, my goodness. All right. Well, we've got some stand-ins today, folks. Usually, we have Jason the Weasel Skull Albrick as the ugliest Dale Arden you've ever seen. But filling in for him today will be Dave the Weasel Skull Collins. How are you doing today, Dave? I'm doing great. Been very busy. Been trying to get my new business up and running. I don't know how it's going to go over, but it's a long pant store for men on Mongo. <laughs> long uh, I'm not sure how it's going to go, but I'm hoping for some cold weather soon. They're going to need some long pants. So I've been sewing and trying to get them ready, but we'll see how it goes. Frisky business right there. Yeah. If you need me to move the material up and down mm-hmm. uh, yeah. from Earth to Mongo, I can do that for you. you can, we'll, we'll be in touch. We'll be in touch. Uh, cool, cool. Yeah, the smuggler. Uh, so we've got a smuggler, and I think we also have a snuggler. So let's meet our snuggler for today. <laughs> we've got Ryan, the dark web daily, filling in for Delvin. What's up, Ryan? <laughs> My reputation precedes me. I, <laughs> I just want to say that anytime I have ever been in a fist fight and I've lost, I've immediately decided to up the stakes and go to knives. <laughs> it's like, it's like, yeah. yeah. It's Seems like that's a bad always progression. a good play. Well, this fist fight's not working out for me. Let's put my life on the line. <laughs> <laughs> I have so much to say about that. Well, <laughs> these guys are actually both return guests to Saturday Matinee Theater, but this is first time around for both of them with Flash Gordon serial stuff. So, Dave Collins. How long have you been doing this? Come on. What's your first memory of Flash Gordon and your favorite iteration of Flash Gordon? My first memory, I was probably of no surprise, is Flash. Ah, The 80s Flash Gordon. That's the first time I can ever remember seeing Flash Gordon. And as a young whippersnapper, I was blown away. It's not as kind looking back on it, but I remember that very fondly. Ironically, one of my favorite iterations is probably the comic adaptation to that. I've had those for years and every Every once in a while, I just pull them down and read them. They're much better than the live action movie. But for whatever reason, I really like that set. I mean, it's a really good story. And I don't know, maybe it's just nostalgia, but that's probably my favorite. Remind me which company made the comic iterations. Oh, God, I think it's Marvel. Is it? I couldn't remember. I I haven't seen it. I'd have to double check, but I think it is. It's really good. I don't know why. Remember the scene where he has to stick his hand in the thing? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know why, but that's my favorite scene. My favorite scene, too. I don't know why, but I just love that scene. And it's, they do it really well in the book, but it's, I don't know. That sounds stupid, but it's really good. No, it's not. It's good for three reasons. One, it's tense. Yeah. Two, you get the great delivery of the line in the film, Tricked you, Baron! And yeah. three, it's got Timothy Dalton. He makes everything better. 
Oh my gosh, yeah, that's right, that's right. <laughs> so, things are going to get a little bit nasty. <laughs> <laughs> Stick your hand in that tree. Well, let's go over to Ryan the Dark Web Daily and find out what his first Flash Gordon memory was and his favorite iteration of the character. What you got, Ryan? Honestly, this episode was, I think, the first media adaptation of Flash Gordon I've ever seen. No. Um, I never saw the movie. I When you asked me this, I was like, I don't know much about the character, but <laughs> so I'll try were, it if you want. <laughs> yeah. Um, wow. No, I haven't, I haven't seen the movie. I've never seen any of these other serials. Like, I knew of the character, but, like, honestly, for a long time, like, you could have swapped Flash Gordon and Buck Rogers. I didn't know the difference between them. I've read a few Buck Rogers comics, like, back when Dynamite had the rights to publish them, like, maybe 10 years ago. So, I, like, yeah, this particular type of character, like, this flew under my radar, or I was just too young. I kind of, like, missed the hype for this type of thing. So, I've known it the way I know Tarzan, the Phantom, you know, any mm-hmm. other kind of, like, pulp mm-hmm. superhero from that era, or Zorro, you know, I've always known of the character's name and the basic shtick, the, the idea, but I don't think I've ever actually immersed myself or watched an actual Flash Gordon story or comic or TV show or movie until <laughs> two days ago. Wow. 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 So, I and I hate it. It's <laughs> what? Fun show. Oh, so this is your favorite iteration of the character, then? <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> It's kind of interesting uh, perspective, Kevin. It's like rookie agents for Flash Gordon. <laughs> Wait for my first question after oh. we get to after we do the summer. <laughs> Your first question is yes, pants. You cannot go pants there. <laughs> yeah, you cannot wear for a long pants there. That's exactly right. So Dave, but Dave, we know Dave may change that around. That's, my first that's question my goal. is going to be: So, what's the deal with this Flash Gordon guy? <laughs> what's his whole deal? Are you looking for a fight? <laughs> if you're looking for a fight, you came to the right place. <laughs> oh, good. Speaking of what we got going on in this place, Pat, let him know. Well, Jared, I'm glad you asked. Saturday Matinee Theater is a retro review show brought to you by the Longbox Crusade, where we'll be taking you back to the past with some potentially overlooked retro awesomeness in the realm of television, movie serials, or films. Basically, if it's vintage and it's kind of forgotten, we're going to dig it up. On this episode, we'll be continuing our dive into 1936's Flash Gordon serial, Space Soldiers. Pew, 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 pew. 1936's Flash Gordon serial was produced by Henry McRae. It starred Buster Crab as Flash Gordon, Gene Rogers as Dale Arden, Charles Middleton as Emperor Ming, Priscilla Lawson as Princess Aura, and Frank Shannon as Professor Zarkov. So grab your ray gun, fire up the rockets, and blast off to adventure. But watch out for that octasack. As always, Pat, you are a talented man. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Like I said before, whenever I take my pants off, Uh I make gold. (laughs) Well, you got, you play the violin, you play electronica (laughs) music. Apparently you're a fairly successful smuggler. You got a lot going for you. Well, the smuggling I'm working on, but oh, never mind. It's my, my shipping. I I import and I export. I'm an import exporter. (laughs) Sure you are. Okay. So it's been a while since we've had Dave Collins on. Dave, you've been uh, you've been practicing any musical instruments? 
Electric guitar, sir. Electric guitar? Let's hear some of that. Electric guitar. Pretty awesome. Not bad at all. Ooh. Not bad at all. Give me just game. a second. My fingers are on fire. Yes. Give me just a second. <laughs> I'll tell you what. Yes. <laughs> Blow them off there. They're smoking a little bit. Man, you've obviously made some sort of pact with the devil. <laughs> <laughs> that, was the that was for the violin playing. That was for the violin. Oh, right. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan, have you been practicing any musical instruments? Uh, also electric guitar. Oh. <laughs> okay. oh I wonder if it'll sound exactly the same <laughs> as the last one. <laughs> Dueling guitars, maybe. Dueling Ooh. guitars. Let's let's check that out. Wow, Ryan. Ooh, that was a uh, pretty awesome. Uh, I mean, yeah, nice yeah. try. That was almost as good as Jared's violin playing. I mean, let's not beat up on Ryan. He's trying. He's in league with my violin playing, which on a scale of one to ten is like a solid eight. I would say nailed it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. If you want to say eight, Pat, I'm, me and Pat might. Yeah. You did a good job, buddy. You did a good job. Yeah. You keep trying, champ. Yeah, <laughs> I can feel. You're gonna the, be a star uh, one day. Enthusiasm. All right. Well, let's get into the show. We did chapter three of this serial, and it was called Captured by Shark Men. That sounds exciting, doesn't it? <laughs> I have a comment about that, but I can we'll wait. Or I can right. just start it right here. The uh, the director was Frederick Stefani. Writers were Frederick Stefani, Ella O'Neill, George Plimpton, and Basil Dickey, which is an awesome name. Guest stars James Pierce as Prince Dunn. Duke York as King Kala. Now, as a reminder, all 13 episodes are available on YouTube. We highly encourage you to watch this episode before proceeding with this podcast, because not only is it just more fun that way, but the wonderful Jared is about to give a synopsis about this episode, and then we're going to discuss it. So there are probably some spoilers heading your way. Again, if you haven't watched the episode, we recommend you pause here, go check it out on YouTube, come back to join our discussion. It's less than 20 minutes per episode, so it's not a big time demand. For those of you who are doing the right and proper thing and watching along with us, we'd love to hear your insights. Don't forget to comment about the show on Twitter using hashtag I'm following Flash. Let me hear it, Pat. Hashtag I'm following Flash. Dave. Hashtag I'm following Flash. Ryan, don't screw this up. Hashtag Wait, how? Ah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll take that 75% success rate. Hashtag good one, Pat. <laughs> oh, I like that one. <laughs> and with that, let's turn it over to Jared for the episode summary. Yeah, this is Jared. Hey. This episode begins with you can read it if you want, but we all know how hard it is for you to read things that you didn't write. <laughs> yes, that is true.
episode begins where the last one left off. That's what serials do. With Flash in the deadly grip of a cave monster's claws. Some quick thinking by Thun with a laser blast to the beast's face saves Flash just before he is almost eaten. Flash and Thun are able to stop the wedding ceremony of Ming and Dale, and they abscond with Dale. However, during their escape, Flash and Dale fall into a trap, surprise, surprise, that leads to some underground lakes. In short order, they are attacked and abducted by the Shark Men, which is not as cool as it sounds. With a brief pause to watch a shark fight an octosack, our heroes are delivered to the leader of the Shark Men, King Kayla. Does Flash seek a diplomatic allegiance with the king? Nope, fisticuffs. Ultimately, Dale is given a comfy bedroom with a clear shower curtain for a wall. And Flash? Well, he's locked in a tank that's rapidly filling with water. And then an octosack enters, dragging Flash to the bottom. Will Flash defeat the octosack? Will Dale help or just go, oh? Does anyone else think the giggly, immature things that I do when they hear the term octosack? I guess we'll have to wait and find out for next episode. Okay, it's time for some highs and some lows, and we will start with Ryan Darkweb Daily. What you got? Well, I have a lot to say about the Shark Men in the latter <laughs> half of this episode. <laughs> All right, um, give us one high or well, one low. We'll start there. <laughs> Uh, well, actually, the first high is I actually like their design in like the classic kind of like pulp style because they remind me of Namor the Submariner, and oh, yeah. I, I think I mean these these predate his creation by a, a few years. So I wonder if Bill Everett saw this serial and decided that yeah, his underwater guy is just a guy wearing a speedo. Yeah, <laughs> like, I, kinda, I mean, obviously they don't look like mutated shark people. They're just like it's like a swim team with like skull caps and everything, so they don't get their hair wet. But something about that I kind of like. I, I dig it. In that, I mean, I, I like once I watched this episode, I was kind of kidding. Like this, this was my first one, but I bought in right away. That yeah, like this is the their the way they did their fantasy and their their sci fi. They're not wearing pants. Everything you can like kind of feel like the, the silvery material and everything what they're wearing. But I really dig it. So I kind of in a weird way I like their cheap design of the shark men are just a swim team. It's <laughs> like you can see the like the writers room and they're like they're gonna get absconded <laughs> by with, with shark men and like yes, what's our budget? Four dollars. <laughs> Four bucks. <laughs> Get some skull caps. <laughs> so here was my thing. We, we've talked about how the special effects are charming. They're so old and, I mean, poorly done. But, you know, at the time they were great. So as they were talking about the shark man, in my mind, I saw guys swimming dressed almost exactly like they were, but with fins strapped that's to their back. You could yes. clearly see the fins like strapped. And I was like, I know that's what we're going to see. And I was like, oh, that's man, what I was what thinking fins, too. you know? And then I thought maybe at least some diving flippers on their feet. But yeah. no. Nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Um, it was fun though Ryan's right it was, it, was, it was fun I agree it was fun with them going into the water like that I'm like okay well that's the reason why everybody's wearing shorts yeah <laughs> You never know where you fall in one of those trips. Yeah. This is the part where, like, the shark men should have had pants on. Like, everybody else has got shorts, but they should yes, have pants on. Yes. And heavy woolen sweaters. Yes. Everybody's <laughs> thinking when they should zag on my That's right. <laughs> All right, Pat, what you got? High or low? I got a high just to kind of go along with what Dave was saying to us. I love these models and the sets. They're just so old timey and like Dave said, just charming that I really like looking at these models that they use for the effects. And, you know, whether it's that the watership coming right. out of uh, the garage or whatever, I don't know what that was, but <laughs> that's straight out of James Bond. I, the first thing I thought was, you know how they have the little scene where the uh, there's a couple of the underwaters where they have the little like the ship that's got the sub in it and it fills with water. That's the first thing I thought. Like this, on old James Bond. 
James Bond episode. It took me back. Like if I was a kid watching this and yeah, I would have thought, oh, that's cool. But now I'm going, man, that's so easy. I could probably do that in my backyard. You know, I get a tank together and. <laughs> the exteriors are so obviously a model, which is to be expected. Yeah. But like oh, yeah, they but- filmed it like sitting in front of a brick wall. So you had absolute <laughs> scale to be able to get. Yeah. Like, come on, man, find a blank wall. I just think that as a kid, I'd be able to recreate and play with this stuff and go, oh, yeah, I got a little model and I can do this now and I can just aspire aspiring filmmakers. I'm sure that this probably did. I'm 90% positive that the scene of them coming out of the first garage when they go to the <laughs> second garage, I'm pretty sure it's just them running the tape backwards. <laughs> I'm almost positive. I can't be sure, but I'm almost positive they just ran it backwards. <laughs> probably onto something. And then I like the fish tank battles. You can see the tank. They're like, we got to pad this thing. We need like three or four minutes. So, uh, yeah. somebody, somebody throw a shark in there with that octopus. Let's see what happens. We'll see yeah. what happens. <laughs> there was no PETA around at this time. I can it tell you that. Not. The filmmakers really like their animal, their, you know, their battles between animals and all that. They this really is, do. Here's my thought on that, Pat. Like, I, I thought the same thing. And I've watched all three of these so far. You have the iguanas and then you mm-hmm. have the sharks and octopus. But we see that stuff on TV and zoos and stuff all the time but in the 30s that was probably something very exotic that a lot of people had never seen before you know we can go down to the pet shop and buy an iguana but i mean in the 30s no that was one of the charming things i thought about i was like well Mm -hmm. that's a good way to use something that's every day that we can get our hands on that a lot of people hadn't seen yeah you gotta go think back to the days before jurassic fight club on youtube (laughs) (laughs) that's exactly right yeah there you go all right well let's get an official high or a low from dave weezus called collins It's going to sound like a low, but it's really a high. All right. Okay, so we have to kind of go back a little bit. If we go look, you know, Zarkov's spaceship, no windows. The Mm -hmm. Lion People's gyros, no windows. Ming's Mm -hmm. ships, no windows. But the sub has a windows Mm -hmm. that they look out of. So I was like, the first thing I noticed was like, oh, my God, finally, they can see where they're going. Like, Because there's one scene where Flash is flying and literally has to stand up and stop flying to look through the little eyepiece (laughs) in the (laughs) the last episode. And I'm like, man, they can see where they're going. And then, by God, they ruined it because they landed on the bottom of the water and it flashes out to the Aquasac. And then it clearly shows them sitting on the bottom and they're all handing out the helmets but the water's still going by the ship like they're still moving (laughs) but again it's charming that they like we can put windows on this and make it look like they're actually going underwater but then they forgot to stop it when the you know the ship's supposed to be stopped so it's again that was my high but it sounds like a low but it's really not (laughs) you want windows on the underwater just in case a shark decides to fight an octosack you want to be in on that you want to be able to see it right (laughs) you don't want to care where you're going when you're flying there you don't need to see where you're no. going there's no, no. octus x in the sky that's a good point good point I was like, spoilers i haven't seen the next one i don't know where the octus go <laughs> <laughs> i thought it was funny too that the inside is the, the same ship and all the inside is the same ship as what they've been using before <laughs> what? Well, well i thought it was hilarious we're talking about the inside of the ship they're like wrestling flash gordon for all they're worth to get him into the ship to get him yeah. to ship just let it go it stands like, yeah, all right, right. All right why'd you ship. stop five all right i'm in the <laughs> ship you got me you win you got me i'm there where are you taking me <laughs> yeah, take, mind if i lean up against the controls here and <laughs> let's Wait. take this to knives boys <laughs> uh, oh, that's mercy. how ryan daly does if he's been defeated next step is knives <laughs> <laughs> oh speaking of ryan it's your round two high or low my friend 
All right, I want to talk about the role of Prince Thun, because I love this guy. And he, as soon as I saw him, I was reminded, back when I was getting married, my wife and I were doing j- just this sort of like fun facts that we had set up on the different tables. We were doing a lot of research into like old, weird, archaic marriage customs and traditions. And we found like uh, in like early civilizations, there was this concept of bride by capture, which was literally, like That's if you wanted mine. to marry a girl, you took your army to the next village, captured somebody. He captured the girl you wanted and had to run off with her. And the concept of the best man evolved from this because who the best man was was usually the strongest and most capable fighter on your side or your friend who was there to basically defend you as you consummated your marriage, whether I mean, talking about whether that was consensual or not, but basically it was the best man was the job to stand outside the door and fight off the family and the parents of the bride who was captured. So I kind of, I flashed this as I was watching this thing where Flash, after they disrupt the wedding by knocking down the statue, Flash runs out, grabs Dale Arden, runs off with her, and Fun is just like following, got his back and like beating up the people who are trying to stop them. I was like, he's yeah, my friend. Funny. I got him. I know. I was like, that, that is the best man in pure. <laughs> oh, that's good stuff for me. I was the best man at, at Weasel Skull's wedding, and I had to fight a lot of people. <laughs> <laughs> I have a seeing how Ryan's talking about wedding traditions. I have a quick question about that. It goes with episode when Flash and Thun are out in the hallway and they hear the gong. Flash looks at Thun and goes, "You hear that? We got to stop it before she's married." And I'm like, "How the hell does he know that the gong means they're getting married?" Like we know that the people in the room know because Mister Wizard told everybody at the last episode. But Flash doesn't know that. I was like, "How do you know that, dude?" Did he choke it out of that one guy in the last episode, Pat? I can't remember. I can't remember either. Dave would probably remember better. <laughs> I, I don't remember him. Ch- he yeah. choked another guy in this episode, but I don't remember him choking it out of anybody. But he could have. Yeah. I got my flash fights written down here. Well, good. It's your turn for a high or a low, and you can add in your flash fight. Okay. Well, I'll give another one of my highs or lows here. I like it when the guy just says, here, put this clear bucket over your head <laughs> so you can breathe underwater just in case you need to breathe underwater. <laughs> And they don't even use them anyway. Yeah, get in those buckets, though. That was pretty funny. It was pretty charming again, too. It's, this show was just fun when you look at it. I'll, I'll go ahead and go into some Flash fights. I got Flash fights the chicken crab. Yep. Flash fights the gong guy. Yep. Flash fights the door as he's trying to escape. <laughs> <laughs> Flash fights some Ming soldiers as they're escaping him and Thun. <laughs> Flash fights Sharkman. <laughs> splash, splash, splash. <laughs> Flash fights King Kala. Yeah. <laughs> Let's fix that one. Flash beats the piss out of King, King Kala. Oh, wait. No, King. Then Flash fights King Kala with a knife. <laughs> all right. Then, all right. You win. <laughs> if they had five more minutes from this episode, it would have escalated to like, okay, next round, chainsaws. <laughs> Flame. Bring out the cannons. <laughs> Flash, yeah, he fights three more sharkmen on the way to jail or on to the tank. Uh, then he fights the water tank door. <laughs> and then uh, finally the octosack. Wait a minute. Hold on. You missed one. He fights the water before the octosack comes <laughs> oh, in. Like he's yeah, swinging in that water. So he fights the water as well. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love flash fights. I love the octosack moment at the end because it reminded me, and I, I believe intentionally, because 
Steven Spielberg and George Lucas kind of like admitted like a lot of their influences were these type of serials. And uh, as soon as I saw the Octoset grabbing Flash and pulling him underwater, I thought of the moment in Star Wars when they're in the oh, um, the garbage masher and the Dynaga like wraps its like its like tentacle around Luke and pulls him under the water. And I was like, mm-hmm. I've seen this before, and that's why because yep. yeah, I bet George Lucas was probably thinking about this moment or something like it when he came up with that idea. Yeah. And at the Starlight Pit again, same thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And even I mean, you could uh, like I when I watched it the second time, I thought like, with the chicken crab thing, whatever that like that ball, uh, that Pat mentioned, which I also thought had like a rat face. And they reminded yeah. me of like the rank when it was grabbing Luke and everything. So huh? yeah, there's a lot of similarities. Very good. Yep, very good. Oh, it all comes back to Flash. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I, believe, I believe I could defeat a maybe a Septisac, but. <laughs> Octosack? I don't know, man. I don't know about Octosack. Yeah. One more sack than I can handle. <laughs> I'd be all right with a bisack. <laughs> oh, anyway, Dave, I get you. You get to take us home, man. What do you think? This one's kind of in honor of Delvin, and I kind of hate it because we've kind of covered it a few minutes, but I just I feel like I have to say it. So Flash gets captured by the Shark Men, taken to King Cal, and this is a guy that can help you. This is a guy that maybe you can enlist as an aid to what you're trying to accomplish who mm-hmm. don't know what that is yet. And the first thing you do is insult him. And then you insult him some more. <laughs> and then you insult him some more. And I'm watching that going, dude, you could probably, you might sway this guy, but nobody, uh-uh. I'm going to insult this guy. I tell you, all I'm the way real interested. I'm interested to see where this goes because I've I've seen the movie. <clears throat> I've seen these serials, but I don't remember where it goes. But obviously, I've seen the '80s movie, and I've seen the 2007 sci-fi series. And it seems to me the theme of Flash is not only he's a great athlete, but he's a great negotiator. Like he brings the people together to rise up against yeah. Ming. That's his whole deal. He's a great inspiration, and he hasn't inspired anybody. <laughs> anybody's fought nope. everyone. I guess he won the Thunder. Only- nah, he won the Thunder. Only- Oh, the only person he's won over is Zara. He's won her over big time. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I'm going to go on record, and I'm going to say it. Dale Arden is a beautiful woman, but being Ara's love slave is not a bad way to live. <laughs> That's like oh. I'm, I'm with it. It's like Archie. It's Veronica or Betty. Yeah, it's, it's it's not a bad choice either way. Yeah, yeah so. I'm, I'm with you, dude. I would I would have like fake put up resistance, like no, I don't want to be the love uh, slave. I right. will <laughs> see everybody later. Because literally, all he's got to do is go. Well, Just I did my best. Machine. <laughs> <laughs> I tried. I tried. I, I, it is what it is, everyone. <laughs> yeah, it is what it is. I did my best, guys. Don't don't judge me. Don't judge. Don't judge me. <laughs> Does anyone else have any burning highs or lows that they didn't get to share? I got one. I, I got one too. Go ahead, Pat. Throughout these, the last three episodes, I'm trying to figure out how they can see everything through that one eye camera piece and then just with these couple different levers. But yet they can see everywhere. I mean, Ken, through his video channel viewer or whatever. Mm, it's tied into the script. Science Pat. fiction. Pat, these guys have buckets so they can put on their head and breathe. Oh, and your question is about a, a camera system, a CCTV system? Come on, Pat. Yeah, well, you know, it's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> All right, All right Dave, just, you said you had one more? I got one more, and it's just when the priest is like, he does it twice. The priest comes to Ming, and he's like, oh, we can't do this. We've upset the god or whatever. And Ming has got the most dismissive wave I've ever seen in my life. It's just like, and the first time I was like, well, that was kind of interesting. But the second time I just busted out laughing because it was the exact same wave, exact same. It was, just, it was so dismissive. I was like, he is merciless. Look at that. Look at that. Just raw. He just waves them away. Like, just waves them away. Yeah, just waves them away. I have one other question, too. 
Go ahead, sir. So what's the deal with this Flash Gordon guy? <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness gracious. Okay, let's get into the fun facts with Jared. That's me. My fun fact for this week has to do with the guest star Duke York, who played King Kayla. He was in early days of Hollywood stuntman with over 160 films to his credit. Most notably, he appeared in many of the Three Stooges films. Pretty much any time the Three Stooges went up against some sort of a big monster, it was played by Duke York, who was King Kayla. So this guy was all around Hollywood back in the day. He's a good fighter. <laughs> he tries hard. Uh, he's a wrestler. I guess I guess it was more a wrestling. Well, let's get into the ratings. Everybody get out their ray guns. We all have five ray guns that we could give pew. up to five for this wonderful cereal. Pew, 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 pew. For this particular episode, if you give it five ray guns, that means you loved it. Four means it was very good. Three means it was good. And two, just okay. And one, I did not like it. And I will fight it. I want to give everybody, I've switched out these ray guns with some really nicer ray guns. Are they vape pens, Pat? <laughs> no, they're ray guns. Where'd you get the ray guns? Uh, I, part of my new uh, import-export that I'm doing. These are smuggled. Now we're implicated in your crimes. Damn it, Pat. <laughs> His import-export business is Art Vandalay. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Oh, my goodness. This is why Jason and Delvin aren't here. I think they got wind of this and didn't want to get implicated. (laughs) Now I'm stuck with it. Stuck. Cristanos Industries. (laughs) Dave and Ryan and and Jared, now we're all on the lam, thanks to you. Oh, yeah, yeah. All right, let's score this episode, and we will start with Ryan the Darkwood Daily. What do you score it? One to five. My tummy feathers are all a flutter um, I, for being my first exposure. Like, I love this. I had so much fun with it. I don't feel like I should rate it a five again because the main character, like, I don't think anything he did made sense. Like, up to and including, he totally should have gone for Princess Aura. I agree. Um, it's all part of the charm. But just, just be captive for like 20 minutes. This was so much fun. So it's, it's somewhere like between a four and a five. Like, this was just really, really good. Should we make force him to make a decision? Bad. I mean, yes. <laughs> is it a four or a five? I'll, I'll say five just because I'll never be back. <laughs> yeah, we go. Ah, you could, there you go. You could be back. It all depends on which one of us go to jail because of Pat's <laughs> dumb <laughs> schemes. No. Mm, be We're good. Ryan's We're going to host this show before long. It's all legit. All in jail. <laughs> it's all legit. <laughs> Speaking of which, Pat, Ray how many Ray guns are you going to give this? <laughs> I'm going to give this a five. I love this one. This oh was fun. Goodness. There's a lot of People fighting. People loving the Sharkman episode. Yeah. This is a good one. I want to ask Ryan, though. Ryan, have you have you gone back and watched the other two episodes? Hell no. Oh. <laughs> he doesn't have oh. no 40 minutes to spare. What are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> All right, crazy old man. What you got? I'm going to go a four. I really like this one. I'm just telling you. I, the only thing keeping it from a five for me is they didn't have the strap-on fins on the shark guy. If they had strap-on fins, <laughs> I, I would have been six, nine, yeah, maybe a hundred. <laughs> But that, I just was so expecting that, and I was, like, so disappointed. But other than that, it was really good. I enjoyed this. I'm going to go a four. And I won't leave you alone. I think this is a really good episode. I'm giving it a four as well. We go back and rewatch these again with another another round. I might give it a five. I'm just kind of holding out to see if there's one that can top it. But, yeah, Sharkmen yeah. that look nothing like sharks and Octasacks, man. That can it, had me. <laughs> it had me at Octasack. <laughs> Oh, and the king as well. The king, the king of the shark man had ox sack on his shirt, not a yeah. shark. What's yeah. up with that? He's repping the octa sack, man. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that was foreshadowing. Like he's gonna, you know, I got an octa sack on my shirt. I just fought Flash, so now the Flash is gonna fight <laughs> well, a real octa sack. What happens if you buy an octa sack? You get the shirt for free. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, that's probably it. Yeah, that's it. That's a good idea. His shirt shirt was in the wash. Ooh, I'm going to put that in my pants building. You buy a pair of pants, you get an octosack for free or something like Ooh, that. that or something. Oh, I maybe he. My fight with the octosack. <laughs> <laughs> Buy a pair of pants, get a vape pen. Oh, gun. goodness gracious, <laughs> Get a vape ray gun. Yeah. We are going to get raided by the Mongo Vice Squad. Pat, if, if the mailbag didn't get wet when we went on our undersea adventure, can you hand it over here to me, please? All right. Here you go. It's oh. a little, eh, it's not too bad. <laughs> not but. too bad because you put it in that bucket. <laughs> yep, yep. I, I like, man, if anything's going to survive, it's got to be the mail. So we've got our Mongo mailbag here, and we are thrilled to kick off these comments with special shout outs to our Crusaders Club members. These are the fine folks who have joined our crusade. They enjoy discounts from my online store, which is the yard sale artist.bigcartel.com. Shameless plug. Early access to special long box episodes. You get the newsletter. You get a Crusaders Club card. You get birthday presents. Man, there's a lot to get. So these are the fine folks who are reaping the benefits and giving so much appreciated support to the show. Dave Collins. Blasted or Stasser. Gene Hendricks. Ivan the Collector. Ivor Evans. Joe Thomas. John and Maggie from Married with Comics. Maxwell Traver. Mr. Lobotomy. Ross Michaud. Ronald Went. Tim. Just Tim. Bob Busta Busta. Steve Cronin. Samantha Maney. Toronto Cop. If we missed anyone on our list, we apologize, but keep in mind that we record these episodes well in advance of release, so if you're a recent addition, we should be adding you soon. Still, no worries. You can always let us know by sending an email to contact at longboxcrusade.com. We'll get it straightened out. You might be asking yourself, how do I become a Crusaders Club member? Yeah, how do I become a Crusaders Club member? I'm asking for Ryan. <laughs> it's simple. <laughs> You just head over to Patreon.com and search Longbox Crusade. For as little as $1 a month, you get access to the amazing world of the Crusaders Club. So come check it out. And if you don't have any extra scratch laying around, but you still want to help us out here at LBC Headquarters, please take a moment to write a review on iTunes for this podcast. Even if you want to just keep it short with the star ratings, it still helps raise the profile of the show. And we'll be happy to read your entire review on an upcoming show. Let's get into the shares, likes, and the retweets. And it all starts with Angel Kitty. Austin Kuykendall. Chris at BTO and Batbooks. Let it roll! Now the highway! play the role? There we go. Clint Robinson. Comics in the Golden Age. Colin Stapleton. Darth Ron. David Collins at Old Ben Warren. Oh, yeah. This is just a crazy old man. He is indeed. And the loveliest of ladies, it is Deborah Smith. Gene, Gene, the podcasting machine, Hendrix. Jerry Green. Green Lantern, HG. Al Jordan. Ivan Chudley. Jeff Dodd. King Dinosaur. Oh, man, I hope he takes me to the Nicholas Prom. Oh, that's a good one. Thank you, sir. Professor Frenzy. It's a show. <laughs> it's a Frenzy show. Oh, God, I hope he takes me to the Reggie Hancock. <laughs> 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 well, if he does, it'll be relatively geeky. <laughs> Rick Heineken. Robert Charles. Robert Myers. Ross Michaud. Secret Wars and Beyond podcast with Sean. Strongford Stern. The Hammer Strikes. Random geeky stuff. Tim Price, come on down. You're the next contestant. And we are boldly going where no podcast has gone before with Trekker Talk. Unpacking the power of the power pack because the power pack pack don't stop. <laughs> yes. Good one, right? Nice. Good one. Woo. Warlord Worlds. 
There we have it. Now let's get into the comments from social media. Let's see which one I would like to read. Now I've got one here from Ryan Daly. <laughs> I was going to do that one. <laughs> Ryan Daly, the great setup of comedy, commented, I don't like these Flash Gordon episodes. Please go back to covering Sherlock Holmes. I feel like there's a backstory here because Ryan sent me a private message after he said, sent that and said, hey, I'm just setting this up for it to be funny on our recording. And I said, well, did you tell Pat? And he said, no. <laughs> And no, I said, oh, I that know. Ryan, he's so funny. Then we get on that night to record our James Bond episode. And Pat's like, what the hell is up with Ryan? <laughs> and I'm like, and Dub was like, yeah, what's going on? Jason's like, yeah, Ryan's usually so cool. And I'm like, wait, he didn't message any of you? <laughs> and they were all like, no. And I was like, damn you, Ryan. So well played all around. I had to explain it to everybody. <laughs> Like uh, the thing is, I wasn't joking. I stand by that statement. I don't like these fast garden episodes. Please go back to Sherlock Holmes. You what? just gave it a four. <laughs> he gave it a five. He gave oh, it a five. Yeah. You're five. You're regardless. Uh, <laughs> that's not even a word. You can't take my opinion into account. I still say go back. <laughs> oh man, he is an enigma wrapped in a riddle. Pat, find us another comment. Okay. Uh, let's see. I will take one from Green Lantern HG. And Green Lantern says, one last thing. Emperor D. Ray, if pants are optional at your wedding, is underwear a must or is that a deal breaker? And I think Delvin had said um, underwear was a must for his wedding. What do you got, Ryan? Uh, Ivan Chudley left us a haiku. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, he did. Flash goes to Mongo. He finds Ming and fights everything. Where did his pants go? <laughs> nice. nice. Very nice, very nice. Well, we, should, we should demand all feedback come in the form of poetry. <laughs> That's right. All haiku episodes. We need to have those. I still don't get it. <laughs> it's not for you, man. I know. Haikus aren't me, but they're funny. Hey, find a final all comment right. for us, please, sir. All right. This one's close to my heart, so I'm going with this one. Green Lantern HG says... Hey guys, great episode. It was fun. Next time I'll try the flash choke to get my way. Smiley face. I want half off my purchase. No question mark. I'll choke you. Funny <laughs> smiley face. And the last part is is my favorite. And Ming's daughter with the hair down. Heart, heart. Just saying, I'm following Flash. <laughs> well, that's okay, Green Lantern, because Flash is following her, too. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he's not the only one that commented on that, either. I'm, I'm looking here, and I see Justice's first dawn, so he gets funny feelings about that damsel's outfit choice. <laughs> <laughs> And Hal Jordan said, get your hands off Ming's daughter, Flash. <laughs> There's a lot, <laughs> lot of chatter about Aura, but she's hey. a little slice of all right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it ain't no doubt, man. I'm telling you. I'd take her in a vape pen any day. That's it for this episode of Saturday Matinee Theater. If you'd like to hear more from us in the realm of comic books, action films, and more, check out the Longbox Crusade. Pat, where can they find that? <laughs> well, Pat, I'm glad you asked. You can find us on the iTunes, Google Play, and most podcatchers www.longboxcrusade.com or on the Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram at Longbox Crusade. Back to you, Pat. Well, Pat, thanks for that. If you want to hear us on our trek through all the James Bond films, check out On Her Majesty's Secret Podcast. Jared, where can they find that? Jared's not here right now. Sean Connery is here. Let you know you can check that out on iTunes and Google Play and other podcatchers at uh, secretpodcast.podbean.com or on Twitter at OHMSpod. 
Excuse me, I have some air quotes containers to check out for Pat. Oh, yes. Thank you. Thank you, Sean, for being uh, my um, Chewbacca to yeah. my Han Solo. <laughs> the two of you heard it together. <laughs> this can't end well. Is you rope walking into this too, or is he, is he in the clear? Uh, he, he handles the, nah, he, he handles the money. Oh, Lord. <laughs> yeah, because he's happiest. <laughs> With the money. With the money. You know, he, he brings up the big elaborate plan. He showed us this big, you know, blueprint of what was going on and how he was going to take everything. But that's for a different show. <laughs> oh, Lord. If you'd like to chat with us online, we can be found at, we'll start with Jared. I'm at Yard Sale Artist. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, it's all at Yard Sale Artist. What about you, Ryan? Uh, you can find me on Facebook and Twitter, just Ryan Daly. Uh, you can hear my podcast, part of the Fire and Water Podcast Network, which you can find at fireandwaterpodcast.com. And Dave? You can find me on Twitter at OldBen1 and also standing outside Ming's Palace trying to sell pants. <laughs> <laughs> And you can find me at the Twitter at Christatos01. And if you want to interact with us live, chat, and be entered to win some free stuff on our live raffles, join us on our next episode of Doing It Live Stream over on the YouTube. We do them on the second Sunday of every month, and we always start at 3.30 p.m. Central. You can get signed up for that by looking up Longbox Crusade on YouTube. Please subscribe to our channel and click the bell so you will get reminders, notifications of when we go live. Thanks for joining us on this episode of Saturday Matinee Theater. We'll see you next episode as we return to the coverage of Ryan's favorite show, the 1954 Sherlock Holmes TV series, or The Case of the Reluctant Carpenter. Oh, I love The Carpenters. <laughs> it's not really my favorite show. I've never watched it. <laughs> Damn you, Ryan! <laughs> the meetup location is 221B Baker Street, of course. Seemingly, there are no logical explanations for these extraordinary intergalactical upsets. What's happening, Flash? Only Dr. Hans Zarkov, formerly of NASA, has provided any explanation. Four, three, two, one, Flash!
four, three, two, one. Flash. Read them all. <laughs> Watch them all. <laughs> 